Hey, this is Brother Felipe. Welcome to Ask Seek Knock. And this is Brother Max. Welcome. So today we are doing another episode, and this one's about how to stop saying no to God. Really, the core of this of this podcast is is friendship with Christ, and that's like the basis for our discernment. So we want to clarify a little bit at first, I guess, what we mean by friendship, um, because I guess, I don't know, we felt like it could sound a little bit flowery. And basic. <laughs> and basic. Like really fundamental. Like, oh, that's really obvious, brothers. Like, thank you, kindergarten, you know, friends <laughs> with Jesus. But I mean, really, um, we don't want it to sound like that because it would stop us from realizing the importance of, uh, I guess, how we see Christ in our in our discernment, which obviously has to do a lot with our prayer, has to do a lot with like when we're listening to him, our perception of, of like, I guess who, who he is for us, you know, goes kind of back to that, that gospel passage, uh, where Christ asks Peter, who do you say that I am? And I don't, that's just what I, what came to mind when I was, when I was thinking of this just now, it was like, who do you say that I am? And we wanted to kind of talk about that as, as if, if we say Jesus is our friend, what do we mean by that? Uh, this comes up, I think in some of our classes here, like when we're studying philosophy or theology, it's like, okay, like, how do you think of God? Is he just like a you know, old man with a beard, you know, floating in the sky or like, I mean, that looks great on the Sistine Chapel ceiling, but, you know, maybe it's not the most accurate representation of it. But a lot of us just like automatically we think of God, we think of like guy with big white beard uh, and like super strong, super strong, super powerful. So I don't know, like there can be a lot of ways of, of, of imagining God, of imagining Jesus and stuff. And it's not bad, you know, to use, to use your imagination, of course. Um, but we want to clarify, you know, so if we think of Jesus as our friend, which is kind of like something that that Brother Felipe and myself go back to a lot, even you know personally in our prayer, uh, how how we think of Jesus, then what does that really mean? Today, as we're recording this podcast, it's Divine Mercy Sunday. By the time this comes out, it'll probably be a little bit past Divine Mercy Sunday. But anyway, you can always go back to Divine Mercy at three o'clock every day. So at three o'clock every day, it's almost like Divine Mercy Sunday. One of the aspects of friendship that Saint Faustina goes to in her devotion to divine mercy as you know right like jesus reveals himself to saint faustina and reveals his mercy to her over and over and over again she writes it down in a book and then you have the diary the diary of devotion to divine mercy or the the diary of divine mercy in one of her entries where jesus is speaking to her jesus basically says the only way you can receive my mercy is through trust and as you all know to be a good friend with somebody else to have a good friendship, there needs to be trust. And oftentimes one of the areas where we lack in our friendship with Christ, where we lack that trust, is the whole like relationship between like our sinfulness and his greatness. You know, oftentimes we think that like, oh yeah, because I'm so weak, because I'm so miserable and, and I'm always sinning, that Jesus like doesn't really deserve to be with me. You know, they, like he does deserve more than, than me, you know, than, than all this stuff that I bring him every day. But the fact is, we need to trust in Jesus's mercy. And I mean, that's why Jesus says, I call you friends, <laughs> you know, in, in John 15, I think. Like Jesus is with his apostles and he says, and I call you friends. I no longer call you slaves, I call you friends. He looks at us as friends and he wants us to deal with him as a friend. Obviously not, you know, getting rid of the whole relationship between him being our creator, our, our Lord, in our king, but he does want us to have that trust with him, that trust of a friend that says, I know you're greater than my weakness 
and I know that your love is is much greater and much more beautiful that can, and it can overcome this. Yeah, and I think in the past, you know, century or two in the church, this has really come across in some of the biggest devotions. Um, you know, so this devotion of divine mercy and then also the devotion to the sacred heart. This trust, I think, is something that God really wants to, you know, I mean, we can see through these revelations and things that he really wants to restore. Uh, I mean, if you look in, in, in history and stuff, there is also kind of this tendency, you know, uh, in the past couple centuries um, to kind of see God as very just the judge or just like severe severe and like there were some exaggerations i guess in that area of of how people saw saw god which which brings us back to what we were saying before like how do we how do we see god and we can see that when you consider this idea of trust it makes friendship not so much like just a little kid like will you be my friend like kind of <laughs> I, used to, I used to do that when i was in kindergarten anyway. <laughs> but it makes it not so much like you know a little like whatever it's oh it's so cute or it's so like oh yes friends or you know, something like that <laughs> um and it it it's not so much that but it's also it's the realization that friendship is is something very deep and it, it means there's a lot in there and there's a lot like it conveys this idea of trust that we were just talking about it conveys like so much more than just like some fluffy idea of friendship and today we wanted to talk a little bit more about about that okay so for your discernment for your vocation your your vocational discernment this all, i mean it's also for your daily life discernment but it's it's also a key thing in your in your vocational discernment that you have to realize that jesus is your friend because if you keep discerning and asking god what his will is for you for the rest of your life you know be that marriage consecrated life priesthood whatever who he is when you're asking him is really important, you know, because if your image of him is that of a boss, you know, like the relationship between you and Jesus is like boss employee or the relationship between you and Jesus is, I don't know, taskmaster slave or the guy who gives me rules and I fulfill them, then your discernment is going to get pretty exhausting. And the conclusions you get to in your discernment are going to be possibly very wrong. So, Again, like Brother Max said, like this seems really obvious and really fundamental, but but really, like Pope Francis, he he he's really insistent on this. Like Jesus has like Jesus has to be your friend. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna discern your vocation, like realize that he's your friend. Realize that he's got this gift for you, that he's got this this plan, this this amazing, incredible, thought out gift for you from all of eternity. And he wants to give it to you as a friend aware that this is going to make you completely happy. So again, I'll, I'll say it one more time. If you're discerning your vocation, realize that Jesus is your friend and the vocation you're discerning, the call that he has for you, it comes from a friend and that friend is Jesus. This also just totally is a, is a game changer in our day-to-day -day life as well. And, you know, whether that, whether or not that's currently involving uh, like a vocational discernment, you know, I think it automatically is going to kind of change your idea of, of prayer and of I guess providence and like like God's providence and and your relationship with God I think that's that's a big game changer because it's like you know suddenly it's not just I mean prayer you know it's directed it can be directed towards you know God the Father or God the Son God the Holy Spirit but it's also like you know when you realize ah, I'm talking to a friend and I'm talking to you know someone with whom I can share you know my deepest secrets or my deepest longings and that it really matters to him, that he really cares about it, and that he wants to, like, tell us also what he cares about. That really, you know, makes a big difference for us, I think. And I think that's 
again, you know, to link it, link it back again to that devotion to divine mercy and to the sacred heart. That's something that is key, I think, in our, in our time, like in our, in the age that the church is living in right now, these devotions have been, have been key. And I think they're, they're continuing to be key. And I can only say like that, that seems like it's through God's providence that he's, he's bringing that to us now for some reason. I don't know, that can be something we can reflect on more probably in the future, but that's kind of God saying like, this is what we need now. You know, there's been so many books, you know, written on this in the past century, so many like reflections, religious orders founded, completely, you know, devoted to these, to these devotions, devoted to these devotions. I, know, <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You can like. write a book called Devoted to Devotion. <laughs> I always like to comment that uh, true devotion is imitation. Uh, and because sometimes we can think like devotion is just like, I don't know, wearing a medal or it's just like being a fan of like a particular, I don't know, churchy thing or something. Um, but it's, I think devotion is a lot more and it's, it's for me, I've always seen it as imitating the virtues of, of, of what you're devoted to. So if it's, if it's a sacred heart, it's, you know, and of course you can have more than one. It's like you're devoted to, to imitating those virtues of the sacred heart that's known for charity, uh, charity, compassion, mercy humility meekness and the more that i imitate those virtues the more i'm like the sacred heart the more i'm allowing kind of christ to live through me or or devotion to mary you know imitation of her virtues especially you know i don't know as we see her in the gospel and the mysteries of the rosary how she's how she's acting how she would think how she's how she responded to god in her life etc yeah I, as brother max was speaking i just remembered last week me and him we did a a course on St. Teresa of Avila, like a prayer course. It was kind of interesting. Like one father would give us a couple of talks on St. Teresa and we would read some of the things that she wrote in adoration. And then afterwards we would have like group discussions. One of the things that she said and really helped me a lot and it was so simple. (laughs) Basically she said like, look, whenever you go and pray, just realize who you're talking to. And I was like, oh man, that's so true. (laughs) Like that's, if if I could do that, 100% of the time, God would probably do a lot more through me because, I don't know, most of the time it seems like I I, I sort of like put a a barricade, a sort of barrier. But it's it's true. Like if you just realize who you're going to every single time, and if you realize every single time, like think about it, every single Sunday when you go to Mass, if you realize, I'm going to go see my friend. I'm going to go see my friend who wants to be with me. That's going to change the way you live the Mass. Because it's no longer just going to be like, shoot, I'm late for mass. Oh. You know, or it's like, oh, um, I, I got to go to mass. I can't do this. Dang it. I had to give up watching the football game. And I, I but you know, I got to go to mass because I'm Catholic, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm going to go see my friend. And that will totally change the way you live the mass. That will totally way, change the way you live your day, your week. So, yeah, all that to say that this whole aspect of Jesus being your friend is much more important and necessary than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple other comments uh, on this is going back to the idea that this isn't a fluffy friendship idea. Uh, I think uh, the first thing is, is it, it kind of goes with what Brother Felipe was just saying here, which is that real friendship involves sacrifice and sometimes unexpectedly that, you know, your friend might come up to you and ask you for something. And, but like a real friend doesn't do that, you know, begrudgingly. But, you know, responds, you know, as a, as a friend would, you know. And so, but it's not, we realize here, it's not like, friendship is not just all like, oh, it's so nice. But friendship involves like real, like sacrifice and like giving to another person and, you know, helping them even at, you know, personal cost. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I would say is 
especially, you know, in our friendship with Jesus is that it's also, you know, I think we can see the example of so many saints here. That's also based on the firm realization that Jesus is also God and he's also our Lord and master and King. So it's, it's also not fluffy because of that, because you realize like, I like, he's my friend. Yes, but he's also far God, superior and he's also, you know, the awesome God, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like my creator. There's a certain amount of also just healthy respect of <laughs> fear of God that's there. Uh, and, and that's, that's part of it, but it's just the understanding that's, that's underneath that. And, it, you know, it also helps, it also helps us to not make fluffy ideas of a <laughs> friendship with God, right. with God, friendship with Jesus in our, in our head. And so, yeah, I'd like to keep that in mind. Okay. So the title of the podcast, as we said, is how to stop saying no to God. And really this title sort of came up as an inspiration when I was reading this gospel, uh, Luke 11, verse five onwards. And Jesus said to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within. Do not bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. When I, I, most of the times when I had read that gospel, I'd always, I mean, I'd always thought, okay, well, Jesus is the one inside and I'm the one who's outside and I need to work on, on asking better. But then just recently I, I read this and I thought, well, what if, what if I'm the one inside who's saying, go away, <laughs> don't bother me right now. I can't help you, Jesus. And Jesus is the one outside who's actually saying, hey, I need you to give me something. Three loaves of bread. No. I think we, we all have this experience of saying no to God. Even if it's like in little things. For example, here in the dining room, we we all sit together at lunch, right? And And sometimes, well, this happens to me every day, really. I go to the dining room and there's a brother there who, I mean, I, I enjoy being with and everything, but it's like, man, I see with him all the time. Like if he sits next to me, I re- I mean, I really wouldn't like him to sit next to me right now because we sit together all the time and whatever. Or then there's like, there's another brother who's like, I, I hardly know him. Why would I sit next to him? You know? And then it's like, oh, well, he's kind of annoying <laughs> or whatever. And then, and then it's like, okay, well, Jesus is asking me to sit next to that person, you know, and, and just love them. But, but then I get all like, oh, I don't know. I also have to get up and, and clean the kitchen afterwards. And oh, I don't know. I start making all my excuses, you know, and then I get into the situation of the gospel. It's like, okay, Jesus is outside. He's knocking on my door saying, Hey, look, I need you to get up and love. And I'm like, Oh, come on, go away. Like not right now. Come, you can come back later. No, it's the middle of the night. I uh, just, just, this isn't the right time. The reason why I keep saying no to God, and I think the reason why we all keep saying no to God is because eventually we forget that he's our friend, right? Because Jesus says it right here. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, because he is his friend, no? Or he will get up because of his importunity, right? Jesus says, okay, he's either the guy inside is going to get up either because he realizes he's his friend, the guy outside, or because he realizes that the guy outside is just going to keep knocking on his door and he's going to give it to him. How much would our Lord really like for us to get to respond to his will, realizing that he's our friend? And I think that's that's really the, the, the key here in our discernment. 
just to, so just as an example that Brother Felipe just gave, you know, where, you know, it's kind of like he felt an interior call to like do something. And at the same time, you know, he didn't want to, and that, that's, that's really accurate. I think in the description of, of our discernment, um, and day to day, like you feel like, well, maybe, you know, God's asking this of me. And, and sometimes, you know, I guess most, most acutely when we experience this in sin, you know, that, that God's asking me to do something or not to do something. And we don't always respond adequately to that. And that's really like our resistance to respond. I mean, we spoke, I mentioned earlier how, um, you know, friends sometimes do ask things. I think this is a perfect example. Uh, you know, friends ask things that, that demand sacrifice, that demand, you know, that we kind of go out of our bubble a little bit to help them. And it's not always comfortable. So in a way, if we experience Christ as our friend, then we will respond in, in a certain way. And we're, we see more clearly, you know, which is the right way to respond. You know, how would a good friend kind of respond in this circumstance? It's no longer just like, you know, which one do I want to do more? Which one do I feel good about doing more? But also, you know, what would a true friend do? You know, it kind of puts something objective there. Oftentimes other people have that effect on our life, I think. The presence of another person makes us realize like, ah, yes, I'm not the only criteria for <laughs> for my life. Like the reason why I should do something, it just doesn't all depend on me. But, you know, that, you know, my friend is is asking something or that my wife is asking something of me or my kids need something. Or, you know, I think God puts those relationships around us for a reason and, and most especially, you know, the relationship with him. And again, going back to the whole vocational discernment level, Brother Max did a, a really good explanation of, of what this looks like on the daily discernment level, but on a vocational discernment level, like this is it right here. You know, like I think everyone who discerns their vocation at some point gets to this this stage where it's like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I sort of feel like you're telling me this, Lord, but I don't know about it. You know, it's like, whoa, I, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little afraid about this. I'm going to get a little scared and here I'm going to resist a little bit. You know, again, Jesus says, you know, if, if, if he doesn't get up because of the importunity or he's going to, or if he doesn't get up because he's his friend, he's going to get up because of the importunity. So again, bringing that to the whole vocational discernment level, Jesus calls you, but he calls you as a friend. And, and it's probably, it's a calling that's going to demand sacrifice. And that's every vocation. Okay. Not just the priesthood or consecrated life. Marriage is, I mean, oh my gosh, marriage. It's tough too, you know. Every every vocation that that God calls you to, it's going to be tough. But you, the, the the key is that you have to realize that it's your friend who's asking you this. Yeah, and I think also just a little reflection on that is that the toughness is what makes it valuable. And and sometimes we don't. I don't think we value that enough. Uh, the, that we just see that it's hard, and sometimes it makes us want to just not do it. But it's actually, you know, when you're when you're able to see you know the value in in giving yourself to something then or i don't know maybe it's something you have to experience i'm not sure <laughs> but like you just you give yourself to something and you realize like or when you see other people that have given themselves to something uh, really honestly and really you know with a lot of effort the change that that brings about in them and the value that that, that has for them because they, they they're a changed person after that and the value that it has for all the people around them like the tremendous impact that those people make by, you know, really putting in that sacrifice and even if it's tough. So continuing on from this, um, I think one thing that this having friendship as a basis for discernment does is that it can really bring a lot of peace 
to our discernment. It can bring a lot of positivity to our discernment because when you think of things this way, it's, it's, it's not what do I have to do, but what do I want to do for my friend? You know, Jesus is, is excited for our future, just as excited as we are, or more excited maybe, um, probably actually, um, <laughs> that he has a lot of hope in you for what, you know, the future of your life is going to bring. He, he wants to be with us. He wants to do this with us. Again, I mentioned that during Holy Week, we had that little workshop on prayer with St. Teresa of Avila. One of the things that she suggests, and I, I really like, and again, it's, it's really simple, but she says, okay, so, you know, realize that, realize who you're talking to when you go to prayer. That's one thing. And then another thing is, okay, to help you realize who you're talking to in prayer, it's helpful to take a little image with you of, of Jesus. It may seem really childish, but it's true. Like it really is true. It helps to have an image of Jesus with you when you're praying. There is a priest here in the seminary who recommended to us last year to find your favorite image of Jesus and to bring that with you to prayer. So personally, I have one image. It's really simple. It's like Jesus, the good shepherd. And he's like on this mountain. He's like reaching over and grabbing this, this sheep, that's the lost sheep, right? But I can't explain it to you, but it's like every time I go to the chapel and it's like, oh man, I'm so distracted. I don't want to pray. I'm kind of bored, whatever. I pull out this image and it's like, whoa, like the, the environment changes, like the game changes. And it's like, okay, like I'm ready to pray, you know, and I, I know who's before me and I'm inspired, you know, and I'm ready to hear God. It's kind of, it's interesting. So I invite you, if you'd like, if you'd, if you'd like to take your friendship with Jesus to another level, even though it's a really simple thing to do, find your favorite image of Jesus. And then when the next time you're, you're praying, pull it out. And so maybe you're thinking now, like, what you're just saying, like, don't have weird images of God in your head or whatever, <laughs> or what I don't have, you know, long bearded images of God or whatever. Now you want to find another, no, but what, uh, you know, just thinking about this, um, we're not saying clear your mind of all images of God and just have an empty void so that you can, <laughs> no, we're not saying actually kind of just the opposite. We're, we're inviting you to expand your horizons with, with how you imagine God, with how you kind of confront him in prayer, because, you know, okay, maybe for some prayers, it is ideal to have, you know, a guy with a white beard that you're imagining. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, you know, God has, has manifested himself in many, in many ways and, Christ has been depicted in many ways and those are all, or sorry, and many of them are, <laughs> and many of them are good ways to, as Brother Felipe was saying, help us out in our prayer. Uh, but what we're saying is, is to be open to all the different ways. And, and specifically in these reflections, we've been talking about friendship and those images, you know, like maybe divine mercy, maybe uh, the sacred heart that have exemplified also this idea of friendship, mercy, trust. And so we just want to invite you to let Jesus be your friend in discernment to open your horizons to the same, you know, to asking yourself, reflecting on what does that friendship really mean? What does that mean for you? So take that one to prayer. Take that one to your discernment and let that revolutionize your prayer. And let that be a game changer. Oh yeah, it's going to be a game changer. Let us know if that doesn't help you at all to stop saying no to God. But I doubt it. I doubt it. It might help you start saying yes. <laughs>